God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended, Healing the Traumas of Life. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thank you so much for joining me today. Where do you go when you feel afraid? Is there a place where you feel perfectly safe? Do you have a castle high that can protect you from your enemy? What brings peace to your heart? It's unfortunate in these crazy days that we turn to things of the world for protection from our fears. There definitely are challenges that we face today that can definitely provoke negative and fearful thoughts. What do we do when confronted or assaulted by these fears? Today, I would like to invite you to a place of peace and safety. I want to show you the way that, even in turmoil, you can live in peace. If this sounds good to you, give a listen. In recent weeks, there have been lots of rains and storms in Southern California where I live. There was one evening in particular where the winds were blowing so much that I looked up the weather conditions and the wind was blowing 29 miles an hour. As I sat inside my house, the rustling of the tree branches outside made quite a commotion. Palm fronds were being ripped out and dropped to the ground. All this noise was a bit distracting to say the least, even a bit unnerving, even in the safety of my own house. Having seen several fallen trees that have crushed cars recently, and living next to a very large tree in my neighbor's yard did bring concerns to my heart. This is a description of the recent challenges from the physical world around me. Then I can add on the financial challenge of the news of banks closing and the news of panic of nations attacking other nations and then the shortages of various things and the rising prices of so much and where can you go to not feel afraid? Where can you live to be in peace? One place I have found to provide this is inside the rock. Looking upward, we see the rock unmovable. It is majestic, it is tall, but its foundation goes deep. There is more to it than our eyes can perceive. Deep within it, there is peace and stillness. The wind blows and endeavors to sow anguish in my soul. The wind whines and tries to confine me in freezing doubt. The wind pounds and hounds my heart with worry. The wind screams and schemes my fearful demise. The wind fails to move the rock, but my heart hears and my ears fear the sound, but the rock is unmoved. My ears tell me to run from the noise, but then I join my heart to the heart of the rock, and I understand the peace that only the rock knows. So I become one with the rock, and when I listen to his voice inside me, it blocks out the wind. Now I live inside the rock. Nothing can move it, nothing can bruise it, nothing can harm me inside the rock. I become one with the rock. Nothing can move me, nothing can bruise me, nothing can harm the rock. I know from a physical standpoint that wind and rain can erode even some of the hardest rocks. But then there's diamonds, the hardest element known to man. No wind or rain will erode diamonds. The rock that I referred to is not something of the physical realm, though. 
it is, of course, the rock Jesus. He is majestic and unmovable. The essence of Jesus shines and glistens with the light of truth. He is our foundation and he is our strength. He is our rock. Jesus is so named in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, which speaks concerning the time when the children of Israel had just left Egypt and were wandering in the desert and needed water. Verse 4, And did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Physically, we are flesh and blood, but then again, we also have the Spirit of Christ within us. According to Colossians chapter 1, verse 27, Christ is in us, and we have the hope of glory. And Galatians 2.20 says, I was crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. He is in us, but what about we being in him? We find that in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. God has placed us in Christ. There's no better place to be than in Christ. There are so many benefits to having that address. We are in Christ, not because of our accomplishments or our fellowship with him, but because God has placed us there for our benefit. God has made Christ to be our wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. All these qualities are now part of our lives if we so choose to accept the blessings of being in Christ. Christ has been made wisdom to us so we can make right decisions based on the truth and not lies. With the righteousness of Christ, we are now clothed. It is a gift from God. We need to partner with this gift and live accordingly. The beauty is, right now, you are righteous. It's not what you do, but what he has done for you. Even though you may have sinned a few minutes ago, you are still made righteous. Turn away from the unrighteousness and live as who you are. Then it says that we have sanctification in Christ. He has set us apart unto the Father. We are set apart for the purpose of a relationship with the Father. We are set apart as holy unto him. Again, we have a choice as to whether or not we will live what we have been made in Christ. And finally, his redemption, which is the action of setting someone free. The blood of Christ has set us free and paid the price for our sins. Why not try acting like you're free? Why not believe and receive the freedom we have in Christ? This should bring peace to our hearts, knowing what God has made Christ to be for us. Jesus paid the price for our reconciliation to the Father. We are now part of the family of God. We have all these benefits because God put us in Christ, who is the rock. But wait, there's more. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So we've learned already from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, that God placed us in Christ. It says here in 2 Corinthians, if any man be in Christ, 
he is a new creation. Again, this is not talking about us being in fellowship or our work, but it is the work of God in Christ in us. We are new creations. Old things are passed away, and behold, look at this, all things are become new. So let me ask you, what are you beholding? Are you looking at the wind blowing the trees about? Are you looking at the news of the world? Or are you looking on what God has done and made you as a new creation in Christ? At the moment of a child's birth, they are, in a fashion, a new creation of God. In that moment, nothing of their actions, nothing of their attitude, amounts to anything that can separate them from God. Right now, in this moment, the same is true of you, because old things are passed away, and all things are become new. The failures and pains of defeat of our past endeavor to blow us around. They endeavor to knock us down and keep us down. But you are in Christ, and therefore a new creation. Your old man died at the crucifixion of Christ, and unless you resurrect him and his nature, you are a new creation. Unless you allow your past to be dug up from the grave, all things are new. You have a new chance, a new start, a new nature. There is a clear vision of the aspect of living in Christ that we find in Philippians chapter 1, verse 1. Paul and Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ, to the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi, with the bishops and deacons. To all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are, according to the actual Greek word, in Philippi. One is spiritual, one is physical. But you get the idea, it's the place where you live. We can live in the world, or we can live in Christ. It's our decision to choose. This shouldn't be a shocking new revelation, for Jesus spoke about that in John 15, verse 7. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. We are to abide or live in Christ. Again, that's our address. If you abide, if you choose to live in Christ, then you are in his house, where all the blessings of God are waiting to be fulfilled in your life. And while you're in Christ, we should take the time to take into our hearts his words, so they live in us. And when that happens, there's the benefit of our prayers being answered. Living in Christ sounds like a good place to be. When it comes to living without fear and not being tormented by the challenges of the world, many people choose to live in certain places as gated communities or high-rise buildings that have security. You live in Christ. So where does he live? Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So now you're sitting around the throne room at the right hand of God. Don't let the howling winds of doubt and fear here on earth take away from the reality that you are a citizen of heaven and that you have been made a king and a priest by Christ unto God. In sporting arenas, the seats that are up high are called nosebleed. We're much higher than that. We are in heavenly places, and our noses are doing just fine. Hopefully, you're starting to get 
a different picture of your surrounding and circumstances. Yes, there are challenges in the world, but what angle are you looking at them from? If you're looking head on, all you see is the problem in front of you. But if you choose to look at it from your heavenly perspective, then you see all around the problem. And God, who happens to be sitting right next to you, can show you which way to go. So let me ask you now, what is there to be afraid of? Remember again, Romans chapter 8, verse 31, where it says, If God be for us, who can be against us? Now I live inside the rock. Nothing can move it. Nothing can bruise it. Nothing can harm me inside the rock. I become one with the rock. Nothing can move me. Nothing can bruise me. Nothing can harm the rock. Can you actually make such a declaration? Can you with confidence say that you are one with the rock? At the beginning of this episode, I mentioned that Christ is in us. And now we've looked at being in Christ. Can you boldly declare that you are a new creation in Christ, placed there by God, not by your good works? Can you believe and receive old things are passed away, behold, all things are become new? When you accepted Christ into your life, you went from existence into real living. And now in Christ, life is more than abundant. In Christ, there is peace. In Christ, there is stability. In Christ, there is all that you need. Christ can't get pushed around because he is the rock and you are in him.